And we are officially back at the podcast 2022, right? It's right here. Yeah. All right. What's up, everybody? I haven't seen you guys in like three weeks, and I'm actually really excited to jump back on the podcast. To be honest with you, I didn't even really do that much planning. So today we're kind of shooting from the hip as we always do, and we're going to kind of open it up with a question I got from a client earlier this week. Um, obviously, there's a lot of conversation in the new year with resolutions and goal setting and being able to set up realistic, actionable steps. So one of the questions we got from a client um, was, how do I set myself up with goals, small enough goals that are realistic that I can actually achieve, right? And um, you know, for some people, that could sound like a very simple answer, but for a lot of people, when it comes to goal setting, it's a pretty difficult thing on how to actually structure your goals so they can meet all these qualifications for the things that you need to do to actually achieve them, right? Because at the end of the day, if you're setting goals that are completely unattainable, it's going to be really, really demoralizing, and you're going to do what everybody else does and just end up starting over. Um, and I had a client that literally just told me this in literally 30 minutes ago, saying that she's tired of setting the same resolution, right? Which means that, like, hey, maybe you should really reevaluate what you're setting as a resolution for yourself because maybe it's not in alignment for what you actually want or the level of sacrifice or all the other things we'll be talking about. So in previous podcasts, I've talked about this, um, you know, setting, making sure that your goals are still kind of in alignment with the amount of sacrifice that you're willing to give up in your life, right? Because at the end of the day, if you set a goal that is completely out of alignment with what you, you know, currently live in or a life that you want to live, period, no matter what the goal is, there's a really, really good chance you're probably going to fail in the process of even trying to achieve that goal right off the bat, right? So I want to open up today with kind of how do I structure goals going into the New Year's with resolutions? How do I find things that are going to be, you know, giving me structure for the goals so I can actually achieve these things, right? Um, and at the end of the day, when you guys look at goals, there could be very big macro goals that maybe you have set up for the end of the year. And there also could be very kind of micro goals that are set up too. And I think it's really, really important to understand that you need to be setting up these micro goals inside of the big macro goal because the small wins is really what kind of drives the progress and the motivation for us. Um, and you guys have heard me say this if you've been following the podcast long enough that like motivation is a derivative of progress, right? So if you're if you're doing something that's such a big overarching goal, if I'm like, hey, I want to make you know ten million dollars a year. It's like, okay, that could be a realistic goal for me, but how long is that actually going to take me to get there? There's probably a really, really good chance, unless I have an incredibly good lucky year, that I'm not going to make $10 million. So instead of me being demoralized by that or set off my high horse, I need to kind of reverse engineer that backwards, right? So we'll talk a lot about that in a second, too. So I want to open up with my favorite way to kind of set up goals, and this is what we call SMART goals, and that's basically specific goals, measurable goals, attainable goals, realistic goals, and time-bound goals, right? Um, this is something I've used for a long time as a coach because I think when it comes to goal setting, it's very, very easy for a lot of people to just throw out these very vanilla things that I want to lose some weight or I want to, you know, I want to be happier this year. You know, it's very vanilla. There's not a lot of substance to it. So to kind of break that down from the top with SMART goals and really we'll dissect all those things and we'll talk a little bit more on some of the process of reverse engineering and some of the alignment things that we talked about just a second ago. So let's open up with specific goals, right? Number one, you have to remember putting a goal out there in the planet and in the universe into a social setting into you know, your relationship or to yourself, obviously, it has to be something that's specific because if you set a goal that is no longer specific, you don't really have a target, 
You have just something that you're shooting for, but there's not really a target that you're aiming for. So the number one thing when we talk about specific goals is, you know, for a lot of people, obviously, for the sake of the conversation, for fitness stuff, it's it's losing weight. It's getting your diet back on track. It's making more money. It's being happier. It's spending more time with your family. It's whatever it is. But if we were to take the basic weight loss goal, I don't want to say I just want to lose weight. I want to say I want to lose 15 pounds of fat this year. I want to build 10 pounds of muscle. I want to drop 5% body fat because then it gives you something very specific that you're aiming for, right? And with a specific goal, you then have a very clear target on what you're actually aiming for versus I want to build some muscle, I want to lose some body fat, and I want to lose some overall weight. Um, it's too gray. It's too vanilla, right? There's nothing for you. You're just shotgunning approach and you're just basically saying, well, I hope it works. Um, so that's number one. Number two, and this is something I talked about a lot and I will continually talk about this forever. It has to be measurable. If you are not measuring what you're doing, my big thing is you, you should only be tracking what you're trying to hack, right? You can't hack it. You can't track it. So, no matter what it is, the more things that you can put around that subject that become measurable for it, the better off you're going to be, right? Because, you know, let's you using, I'm going to use the weight loss goal as kind of my example for today. If I only use the scale for something of my goal trying to be leaner, of building muscle and losing body fat, losing some weight, the problem with only using the scale is I have really no idea how the composition of change has actually been, right? Am I actually building muscle? Am I actually losing body fat? Um, it's easy to tell with the scale what the total body weight is, but also I don't know the other things. And then the things within the actual process that are going to require you to be tracked as well. And those also need to be specific, and I'll talk about that in a second. I don't want to get ahead of myself is am I tracking my workouts, right? So the weights that I'm using, the times that I'm doing on my run, my pacing, the effort level, whatever, right? Am I looking at things like diet? Am I tracking, for some people, they might be tracking macros or calories. Some people, they might be, sorry. Um, some people, they might be, you know, they might be tracking other things, right? So whatever you're tracking, tracking food, tracking sleep, um, I personally started tracking blood sugar. I wear a continuous glucose monitor. So I track sleep. I track, you know, blood sugar. I don't really track my diet necessarily from a macros or calories or pictures or anything like that because I feel like I got a pretty good hold on my nutrition personally. Um, but whatever you want to grow in or whatever you want to get better at, you have to be tracking this because having the data in front of you to know how something is going Number one, this is going to help again with motivation because the biggest thing at the end of the day is between motivation, accountability, structure, and knowledge, which are the four big reasons generally people go out and go get help, as you guys have heard me say before. Knowledge, if you don't know what to do, pretty hard to do. Structure, what's the game plan? How many reps? How many macros? How much sleep? Like how how much, what's the game plan? Three is accountability, right? Which a lot of people struggle with accountability and structure probably the most. But accountability is just like, hey, I can give you the best diet in the world or the best you know training program in the world. If you don't show up, you don't do it. Defeats the entire purpose. But the last one is the motivation. We want to learn how to leverage motivation because motivation is something that is um, very different than discipline, right? Motivation for me is something that goes through its ebbs and flows just like anything else. And if you're only solely relying on times of you being motivated, which a lot of us are during this time, um, you eventually will burn out sometimes, right? So we want to be able to learn how to leverage motivation and build 
discipline. Because when you build discipline, right, when there's times of low motivation, this is why I always tell people the people that come to the gym all of December through the holidays, those are disciplined people, right? And these are one of my favorite people to work with because no matter what, when it's cold, when it's rainy, when it's holiday season, when family's home, the fact that you can still show up shows me that you're disciplined enough to your goals, right? Now, not to really knock anybody down that's getting on kind of jumping on the manwagon in the January time, like a lot of us tend to, you know, need extra motivation for the things that we've never really been good at or consistent with. And that's okay. So we want to learn also how to kind of leverage this motivation, right? So coming back to the motivation piece again, as always, like when you look at motivation being a derivative of progress, the more things that I measure, the more opportunities I have to actually see progress. Prime example, I want to lose weight. I want to build muscle. I want to lose body fat. And my blood sugar has gone down. My sleep has been improving. My energy is way better. Um, my workouts, I feel stronger. I'm moving better. But the scale didn't really change the last like two or three weeks. Most of us would only use the scale as basically say, what I'm doing is not working. Um, most people obviously never achieve the resolution. And the reason why is a lot of what I'm talking about today is how they're actually setting the goals. And the motivation, accountability, structure, knowledge behind the goals that are set. you know. But I think... You have to remember that if you're not measuring as much as you possibly can, whatever the goal might be, there's a lot of missed opportunity to leverage the energy and the motivation that we could be stacking on top of itself. So yes, I want to build discipline. You should be focusing on building discipline, but also why not use motivation as an extra point of leverage for us? So if we can help encourage by having more motivation by you know, motivation and accountability are kind of tied into each other. You know, one of the things that I always tell people is track as much as possible because that's going to help show progress in maybe different areas that you maybe originally didn't think about actually even being a possibility to improve in. Number two is then really kind of stacking community around it, right? Putting things in a social setting. If you're setting a goal to yourself, it's it's easier to break it. But if I tell my girlfriend, if I tell my parents, if I tell my coworkers, you know, if I tell, if I post it on social media, the more times that I put it out there, I actually make it bigger than just myself because I don't want to embarrass people around me. And I also don't want to look, not that necessarily I'd be embarrassed by, but I don't want to look like a fool. If I told you I want to lose 10 pounds and I told everyone around me and I don't do it, it's a lot harder to do than just being like, well, I only told myself. So no one knows what goal that I didn't achieve because I don't really do that. So throwing it out there into the environment is a really important piece as well. So Coming back to all these things that I'm breaking down, like we want to set up as much as we can environmentally and community wise to help with accountability, to help build motivation. And coming back to the M of smart goals, the measurable part is a really, really key point of leverage because the more things that you're measuring, the more opportunities there are for you to really see the progress that's being made. Right. So that would be a really, really, really big piece that I'm talking to with a lot of you guys when it comes to goal setting this year is making sure that they're measurable, but not just one thing. Measure as much as you possibly can, because there's a lot of times that you will see one or two or three areas not really see as much improvement as you want. That's OK. It's information it's up for us to know to move forward. But also, if I was only measuring those things or one or two things that did change, I immediately look like I'm failing and I'm already demoralizing and I'm already demotivating myself, right? But if three out of the six things that I'm measuring improve, then I go, cool, we are seeing some improvement and that sparks motivation, right? Makes sense? So number three is then going to be attainable. I think this is probably a, one of the biggest ones, but 
really one of the hugest pieces when you think hugest pieces that definitely doesn't make any sense but whatever um of goal setting because a lot of us we we hear conflicting things sometimes we should set goals that are realistic uh, or sorry that are attainable that i can actually do but i also should set goals that are big enough that almost scare me a little bit and this is probably a little bit different within itself right so what i mean by that is yes we want to set attainable goals you know something that you know is actually like that you can accomplish in itself but I also want to set things that are kind of just outside that threshold, but those might be more of the macro goals, right? So to kind of break this down is if I set a goal for myself that I want to, you know, well, coming back to the weight loss goal, I want to lose 20 pounds by the end of the year. It's like, okay, we'll break it up into multiple parts, right? So how many, how much weight do we have to lose a month for that to happen? Well, if I take 20 divided by 12, it's like, okay, it's going to be one point something pounds. Let's just call it two pounds to make math easy. I got to lose an average of two pounds a month, right? Which is half a pound a week, which is a really, really, really attainable pace, right? Um, but maybe I set something that's a little bit more bold on the fat or the muscle gaining part, right? So maybe I only want to lose 20 pounds of fat, but I want to be able to put 20 pounds of muscle as well. That might be outside of the threshold of what we would consider the norm, right? Most of us are told like, hey, by the book, we can gain a pound of muscle a month right? Which would be 12 pounds by the end of the year. And I said, I want to do 20, right? That might be something that's less attainable because it's less realistic. And that's kind of going to lead us into the sex part as well. But I also think it's good to kind of push that boundary, right? Because you want to set something that really, really forces you to push the tempo and push the pace of what you're doing. Because if you're always setting these very low level goals, sure, it's good enough because it's going to be attainable. It might be good enough because it's possible for you to do and you're stacking those wins. Um, but at the end of the day, most people are never consistent enough to be able to play the long game, even though that would be my goal for everybody. So when you look at planning goals, remember, think about there should be long-term goals. There should be short-term goals. They don't necessarily need to be all within a year. You could have a five-year goal. You could have a 10-year goal. You know, like I had, you know, when I, from a business standpoint, when I, I remember when I was 21 years old, I remember sitting in the parking lot of Bay Club and I told myself, okay, okay, I want to make six figures by the time I'm 23 as a coach. And I want to open a business by the time I'm 25, right? And I want to be, have the business or worth a million dollars by the time I'm 30. Um, and all the, I told myself all those things at 21 and I accomplished all three of those things. And the third one, the million dollar run rate, sounded super unrealistic to me at the time because I was I was making like 40k a year at that time right so it's something that I you know I had to just work towards and reverse engineer and how do I do that and obviously it took me having a fantastic team and building a solid business over the course of the last five years and you're surrounding myself with the right people and on top of my own personal training and other coaching things that I have on top of the business. And, you know, like I finally got it, but it didn't sound attainable to me. And it also was nine years away from the time that I was setting it for myself. So when you guys are setting goals, don't be afraid of these big goals. Understand that there should be some flexibility inside of them because a lot of us, including myself, like things change, priorities change, goals change, and that's okay. Um, but the micro goals, they should be attainable, Right. And uh, that's going to kind of lead us into this next one, which is R, which is realistic. I think attainable and realistic are 
probably as close to a synonym as you can almost get. But when you think about realistic goals, this comes back to the big thing. A lot of people are demoralized due to the fact that it's not realistic enough. It's not attainable. It's not realistic. Like if you're making 50K a year and you said, okay, I want to make $5 million this year, like you better literally change the entire vehicle that you're working in or the entire process that you're doing because what you're doing compared to what you want is not even close, right? Um, and that's going to be a big piece is like, okay, well, how do I take a business and a hundred exit? Like most businesses never hundred X ever in their entire life. So setting something that's attainable, but setting something that's also realistic is a big, important piece to setting goals. Um, because once again, we're going to come back to this motivation piece again. We want to build motivation. There is nothing more stressful. There's nothing more demoralizing and demotivating than having something that you continually fail over and over and over and over again. And if you continually feel like in the past you have set goals that you failed every single time, then maybe they're not that attainable. Maybe they're not that realistic. And you should lower the bar a little bit, just build some confidence back, and start to stack the wins, right? Because until you start really building momentum and stacking wins, you don't deserve the right to continually set big goals if you've continually failed. Now that goes the opposite for the opposite scenario. If you are someone that is constantly really checked off small wins, but you are setting maybe lower level, less, you know, attainable and realistic, obviously, but they're not as dramatic, then maybe you're the person that I'm going to encourage to let's set the bar a little higher this year, right? Let's, let's, let's do more than what you think you did because obviously you are completing and accomplishing all these goals. But maybe it's not big enough for us to really push that tempo, right? And that's going to be a huge piece when we look at all this stuff is when you're, I want to squat, you know, 300 pounds on a front squat and someone's doing 100 pounds. Like, okay, that's a pretty lofty goal. Is it possible? Yeah, it's a realistic. Might, from some people, it might not sound like that, but it is attainable, right? And if you really, really set the bar that high and you really focus on those things, that's going to be a big piece. And that could be something that you definitely can accomplish, right? So always think about that. The last one of smart, so we have specific, measurable, attainable, and realistic. The last one is time-bound. Um, I think this is a a vital piece when you look at how you structure the goal, right? So what I mean by that is like having something that's specific of losing, you know, building 20 pounds of muscle this year, you know, time-bound is saying, hey, I want to build 20 pounds of muscle this year, right? The difference between not having something that's time-bound is I want to build 20 pounds of muscle, but there's no time frame behind it. Right, the time frame gives you structure because then when you go, which the next part we'll talk about of kind of reverse engineering it, when you go to reverse engineer a macro goal with structure and a timeline, it's a lot easier to break down. If it's not time bound, you're not really putting any urgency behind it, right? Um, and this is something I talk to even, you know, in sales and marketing to the team, or obviously for coaching from a goal setting standpoint is you need to have timelines for everything you're doing. If not, once again, it's a very vanilla goal. It's a very gray area that you're shooting at and there's not a specific target. The timeline, the time bound really gives you something to go, okay, I want to be able to do X amount of things within the next 12 months, right? Divide that by 12. That's what I need to be able to do every single month, right? That's my target. And inside of that every week, that's what this is going to be accomplished, right? And whatever the goal might be for yourself, more time with your family. How do I measure that? Well, if I measure something like that, I would say, well, I took five days of vacation last year. I want to three X that I want to take 15 days off of my family. Cool. There's something that's been measurable, specific, it's attainable 
realistic. And also time bound. I want to be able to do it within this year, right? And if we want to either do all 15 days as a vacation as a family in a row, or do I want to break this up in two parts? No, I want to do two week long vacations. One in the first six months and the second one in the back six months of the month, the year. Cool. That's time bound, right? Having time bound things, that's going to be a big thing, right? So smart goals, specific goals, measure them, measure as much as you possibly can, make sure they're attainable, realistic enough. And the last part obviously is making sure that they're time bound, right? Because the time bound is really the thing that kind of glues in the fencing to give you structure to know what you're doing and how to reverse engineer it, right? Which is my last part right here. Um, reverse engineering goals is something that I personally have used for a very long time because I kind of come from this boat of being someone that likes to set big goals and figuring out how to get there by reverse engineering it, right? So if I do want to deadlift 500 pounds or if I do want to make X amount of dollars or I do want to you know, open up X amount of locations or whatever the goal is for me, it's like I set the goal and I set the intention of saying, okay, well, this might be my big macro goal. Now, how do I build all these micro goals inside of it that actually get me there, right? And that requires you, A, setting a big goal and B, working backwards. A lot of people try to go the other way around. They go, okay, well, what's the first bridge that I need to cross? Well, A, it's like, you know, we want to use the macro as a driver all the time. Because I'm going to tell you this as a business owner, I deal with this quite frequently, and especially over the last couple of years with the pandemic. There's a lot of times where my motivation kind of gets rattled a little bit, right? Where I'm kind of like, you know, I don't, I don't want to say questioning what I'm doing, but kind of like, man, it's just like there's, there's hard moments that I deal with. And I think all of us deal with this in different ways with family, friend, relationships, work and fitness and health and whatever it might be. And having something that's really an overarching big why, the big goal, really is the thing that kind of keeps me going personally, right? And I try to use that as a reminder all the time. So if I just had a micro goal of like I want to acquire 20 more customers this month or 10 more customers this month, sure, it's a win, right? But is that enough motivation for me when I do have those hard days or I do have those kind of really stressful days to be enough to keep me motivated just with a small goal like that? Fuck no. Fuck no. <laughs> you know, my overarching goal is like, you know, as a business owner and what I do for a living is I want to impact as many people as I can. And I've set a big goal of I wanted to run three or five locations myself. I want to be able to work with thousands of people. I want to be able to work with ideally down the road, tens of thousands and a million people. The more people I can impact, the better spreading the message of health and wellness. This is really the true overarching motivation for me and seeing people happy. Right. So those are for me like the big the big macro goal, right? And I don't care how long it takes me to get there. Eventually, I'll reach an audience that's big enough where I'm like, I feel like I'm fulfilling the big macro goal. But I use the big goal as a reminder all the time, right? Because the small goals that I have within the kind of little micro goals of this is my monthly goal or this is my weekly goal, this is my quarter goal, whatever. I don't think those goals have enough weight for me to really motivate my sign or my motivate myself, I'm sorry, during the times of stress, right? During the times of hardship, during the times of setbacks or failures. Um, cause that stuff is inevitable and it will happen, but I use the big goal as kind of a reminder. So whatever big goal you have set for yourself of like, you know, if I want to work with a, a million people over the, you know, the course of my lifetime, I want to be able to work with, have a million clients. Like, okay, well, it's like a million clients. If I can have 300 clients per location and I, have to do the math on that. It's a fuck a lot of people. What if I can do that through social media and online training and other platforms? Then yeah, maybe that's more realistic. Okay. Now let's work backwards. Where are, or like, where am I now versus where I want to be at the end goal? And how do I connect these two dots? Right? So if I only have, you know, 
2,500 people following us on Instagram, how do I get that eventually to a million? Or if I have 300 members and I want to have over a thousand members in person, okay, what's the gap? Now let's dissect the gap and how do I build something that's actionable that I can get me there? Okay, if I acquire net 10 customers a month at this rate, that means it's going to take me X amount of months and years to get there. Or can I focus on maybe figuring out how to acquire more or retain more um, and basically kind of compound and multiply faster? That's another thing, right? So I know I'm kind of probably making this confusing by using so many different examples, but setting smart goals is number one. Number two is when you set goals, both macro and micro, the big macro goal should be the reminder, should be the motivation, should be the why, and it should be the thing that you continually use as your reminder, but most importantly, using that macro to build the staircase back down to where you currently are, right? So whatever big goal you do have set for yourself, I don't think there's anything that's not realistic as long as it really is in alignment with what you want. Build the steps back down to where you're currently standing today because that's the staircase that you need to follow and you need to track it as much as you can and measure along the way because until you cover staircase number one, you can't go to two and vice versa and so on. So that's going to be a big thing. And then the last thing as just a kind of a reminder again for everybody, make sure you set goals that are in alignment for what you want not what your mother wants your girlfriend or boyfriend wants or your friends want or your coworkers want what you want because i think this is probably one of the biggest mistakes people make when setting goals is they're not setting goals there are a lot of people are just living in alignment with how they truly feel about themselves period and this is why so many people are unhappy and stressed and sad about what they're doing is because they're not doing it for themselves right so take this opportunity once again at the beginning of a year to become a little bit more selfish and remember that you can't fill from an empty cup. So when you're setting these goals and you're building a plan for yourself, it requires you doing more for you. And that also requires you being in more alignment for what you want. Don't sacrifice your happiness for other people and what you think that they would like out of you or they expect out of you. Because to be frank with you, who gives a fuck? Who gives a fuck with your parents or your friends or your girlfriend thinks if or your boyfriend or your partner or your coworkers thing if you're not happy? If you're not happy, it doesn't make sense, right? So just really take that home as the last piece for today is use that as a reminder. Use that as the motivation. Make sure it's in alignment with what you want. Don't be afraid to use influence of other people that are close to you. But at the end of the day, it should be more important about what you want, not what they want, right? All right, guys, I'll cut it off there. Um, I'm excited to continue this podcast. To be honest with you, this is probably one of my favorite things that I picked up and added to the routine for you guys. Got a lot of great feedback over the course of months doing it. I don't know how many episodes we've done. I plan on keeping this every single Friday that I'm here. Um, Information and topics will always be, you know, kind of just brought up from things that are just real life scenarios between clients or scenarios that I'm dealing with personally. So the more ideas and the more topics that you guys want to hear me talk about, I would love the suggestions. I love the feedback. Um, as always, leave a review, share it with the people that you think you need to share it. I would love to kind of grow this to be able to impact more people. Like I said earlier, um, this really fills my cup. It's easy for me to do a podcast. I love doing it. I enjoy doing it. Um, and as always, have a great day. Have a good weekend.